Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 19 of Spunk Lake Sports. We got a jam-packed show for you. The Vikings still on the hunt for a coach. Hint, hint. Just got news. It's not Jim Harbaugh who's going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Devastating. We'll discuss. Pretty crazy, wild uh, weekend of NFL games. Uh, heading into the Super Bowl week, we'll keep those picks and the uh, Super Bowl talk for next week. We'll just go over the games here. And then, of course, peace in my mind. Klon. Oh, yeah. We, we'll also, we didn't forget, we'll cover our two winter sport legend teams right now, the Minnesota Wild. Going to be Stanley Cup champs. Minnesota Timberwolves going to be NBA Finals champs. We'll make sure we hit on both of them. And then we'll round out the show with everybody's favorite segment, uh, Minnesota Random Athlete yes, of the sir. Week. Episode 19, folks, coming at you live. Whoop, whoop. And hello, everyone. We are back with episode number 19. Yes, we are almost two decades worth of episodes in to Spunk Lake Sports. Not actually, but theoretically. Of course, myself, Yost, and Klon joining me here, of course. Klon, how you doing? Are we, are we okay? We're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right for, for people listening. We're traveling in time a little bit again. We're recruiting, we're, we're recording here Wednesday night instead of our usual Tuesdays for the sake of a major announcement for the Vikings that was maybe coming. We didn't get it. So nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reeling still. I'm reeling. I'll, I'll put it at that. Fair enough. Fair enough. For those who don't know, uh, Minnesota Vikings, they're still on the hunt for a head coach and they had Michigan head coach fly in Jim Harbaugh, big name. He's been in co I mean, he's at the top of coaching circles for quite some time now. Yeah. Guy has a little bit of an ego, but, I mean, the wins speak for themselves. He's in the top five winning percentage all time in NFL history. Granted, four or five seasons in. But, yeah, Vikings flew him out. They had an interview. And it looks like Jim Harbaugh is staying at Michigan. So the Vikes are still on the hunt. So thoughts about that, Klon? Are we, are we pissed? Are we sad? Are we, are we happy? Well, what, what's the vibe? I, I'm, I'm personally having mixed feelings. Uh, a little bit of mixed feelings, I think. I personally right away, and you can attest to this, and so can a few other people in our in our inner circles, but I was against Jim Harbaugh right away when the, when these rumors started flying over the weekend that he might have been the guy. And and because of that, I mean, I, I say that because I was a huge D'Amico Ryan's supporter. I wanted D'Amico Ryan's. He's the defensive both, coordinator for, sure. for, for the San Francisco 49ers, former player, tough-minded guy, can connect with the guys, young you know, that whole thing. I thought that was a good move. Turns out it's not going to be D'Amico. He said earlier this week he's sticking as a D coordinator in San Fran. Good Tough for him, though. There. So hey, I kind if, of term hey, if he feels like he needs to develop, like, his skills and mindset a little more, then he's – I would that, – that just kind of tells me he's not the right fit at this point, at this yeah, point. Yeah, if he's doubting himself that he made the right decision, you know, yeah. that, that's fine. I, I guess that – hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe we didn't need him, but – I did turn my attention to Jim, um, Coach Harbaugh, and, and just started thinking, like, you know, this guy's been here before. This guy has worked with our GM before. Winner. Yeah, that there's there's connection there. They they know how each other operates. Jim had said earlier this week he doesn't want control of a 53-man roster in the NFL. He just wants to coach. 
all of the signs were pointing to him being the coach and the national literally attention. all the signs all the signs yeah. i mean he flew he did the interview on national signing day in college football huge i mean he, that's, he wanted that's this massive. job he wanted this job as bad as the vikings need a head coach right now and i don't know if it was money obviously yeah. it had to be something to do with that something in the contract just was not the length or whatever was not there but I had invested myself, as you know, and maybe some of our other friends know, when the Vikings have national attention and can make that decision, whether it's signing Brett Favre, drafting a certain guy in the draft, signing a certain coach, I'm all in. I want the Vikings in the national spotlight. I just think it's kind of fun to have that along with a decision Especially like with this. the Jim Harbaugh type character, yeah. steak and whole milk type of guy. I mean, for, that just for, bleeds Minnesota. Former Former quarterback, like, where are we lacking right now from our last coaching staff is on the offensive end. We have a guy in the room that could do it. He's been there before he coached in the Super Bowl. I mean, barring Incredible a couple of khakis khaki game is great. Off I, I was already looking at khakis today. I'm not going to lie um, for potential uh, game day attire, because absolutely turns khakis, out that's gonna, whole that's milk not, steak. Let's run it. Yeah, I, I was all in. I, I thought, I I had an I honestly myself. thought too, dude. I, I thought, I thought this it was, was a done deal. Division one coaches, especially at a school like Michigan, who just played in the college football playoff, do not treat recruiting signing days as a joke. Like no. Jim Harbaugh is not leaving Michigan's campus today for no reason. And he did. He came and sat in Minneapolis for twenty hours. I mean, he was here last night, talking Tuesday night, and just probably left now. He missed the biggest day of his next three, four months in college football. God, I wonder what it. I wonder what it was. It's it, it's it got to seem like a foregone conclusion. Like I he's not getting any other NFL interviews. So not even not even taking them. Miami kind of wanted him, and he laughed at him. Minnesota was the only team he even entertained. He the only team he even considered coming to was us. Chicago wanted him the first time around, and he never even thought about it. Or they, or vice versa. I had that backwards. I'm sorry. He wanted to go to Chicago. Chicago didn't want him. Whatever. So now this time around, he stuck a fork in that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Like it, it's hard to speculate. I'm sure we'll find out eventually in the next few weeks. Maybe what went wrong. But he's only getting paid four million dollars a year at Michigan right now. In the NFL, there's coordinators making much more mm-hmm. than four mil. I mean, it, it's not money that was an issue. The Vikings were more than willing to pay him double that, if not more. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Wolves are serious about it. They, they've yeah, said it, it so many times at this point. And I and thought they would be the earlier this to morning, just say, hey, really... here it is, coach this team, and Quesse will f- figure out the rest for us. Right. And if you were following it really close, like I was all day on social media, and you're just, and that's about all you could just follow. Just refreshing Twitter at a furious yeah. pace. Yeah, well, yeah, Jim Harbaugh was in my recent searches on Twitter, that's for sure, and it got used a lot. But... um. Latest tweets within five seconds. Give me <laughs> every it. time. If it wasn't, Literally if anything's was gonna help. I thought we got them. I need to cure this this crave to for news for Vikings news. <laughs> yeah, that that was the same way. I I kept checking it, but if anybody following it, um, you know, he had obviously mentioned he didn't want to control. He didn't want control of the roster and this and that and the other thing. But there were minority stakeholders in the team, so just the partial owners besides the Wilfs. There was some rumbling right away this morning that there were a couple of them or one of them um, that wasn't wasn't for Harbaugh that was really against us hiring him. 
and obviously a minority stakeholder in the team, you would think maybe doesn't have that much pull, but it maybe had something to do with that. Would be my would be my first thought. Besides a contract issue, obviously length would be the big problem there with your contract, but mm-hmm. I don't. It, it had to be something like that. Like something really weird had to have happened because this was a slam dunk. On paper, was. this was, was over. It was an alley oop to Anthony Edwards. Like it was going to go. It, Seriously, shit was happening. It was going to go down. Things so are going to happen, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't really know what happened there. Cause like we said, it was seemed like a foregone conclusion. All the news that came out within the last two days pointed towards Harbaugh to the Vikings. And I God, wanted it, to whip out my khakis so incredibly bad. I was ready. This, this, this does hurt a little bit. This does hurt. I just don't, I don't know where, I don't know where to put it. I, I think his ego probably is the only thing that I was, kind of iffy about but if the guy doesn't want to control the 53 man roster he just wants to coach i mean that's, damn you're putting that ego aside then at that point so i don't really know that's my thing too with the ego like yeah he's got that attitude and he's got that 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 very unique you know almost over the top personality on the yeah. sideline interviews you see it all the time i mean you still see it at michigan like he's out in the field warming up with the guys with the receiver gloves on like yeah, he still does that that really quirky stuff but to me like i don't i don't think that's what tied it up you know i don't think he walked into a room today and was like hey i want to i want to run around in the field with the and chase the quarterbacks around during warm-ups like i don't think ziggy's gonna be like okay we got to move on from this guy you know what i mean like i don't think it was something like that that pushed him. it had to have been some guy, one of the somebody in the ownership group, somebody in the front office somewhere had a problem, and we just we couldn't move on from it. I really, I really yeah. do think that's what it was, and that's unfortunate because everybody you talk dunk. to, they had Alex Boone, former Vikings and San Francisco 49er offensive lineman, was on a on a podcast earlier this week, and they asked him about Jim Harbaugh who he played for in Sam Fran and obviously he, Alex Boone has Minnesota ties soon. He said, be, Oh, it'd be perfect. It would be awesome. Like there's nothing wrong with Jim Harbaugh. And so that's where it's like, what, what are we looking for, for answers here? Like, I mean, Alex Boone's not this, you know, all tell guy. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, but you know what I mean? Like, would I rather listen to Alex Boone who played for him or some guy in the Vikings ownership group that just doesn't like him? You know, I can find, in my group, my group of friends that watch college football, I can find 50 people that don't like Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he, he's got that attitude about him where he's going to rub people the wrong way. It's just to, to the stakeholder that decided not to go with Jim Harbaugh. I will find you and I will send you a strongly worded email. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, just, so it kind of looks uh, like since Harbaugh is out of the running now, we got uh, looks like the emerging candidate and the leader leading candidate is going to be Kevin O'Connell, uh, Rams offense coordinator right now. Obviously, they're playing in the Super Bowl, playing for a Super Bowl. Very nice, very nice. You know, great track record, especially with Sean McVay. Pretty much a football genius. Guy remembers literally everything that happens every point five seconds. So he's been yeah, around that culture. Yeah, it, for a couple of years. You like that? I do. I boy, and, and we'll hit on this a little bit more in their next game. I just, I hope 
that what we're getting isn't a robot. I hope Kevin O'Connell's not just this cyborg Xbox 360, you know, just calling the Madden plays, basically like hitting ask mm-hmm. mad, ask Madden, call a play. That's kind of what I'm worried about is we just, we get that, you know, and. You wouldn't I, think, you wouldn't think with the system he's in right now that he'd be as bland as Zim ever was. The thing that concerns me is McVay's a pretty good locker room guy. Decent locker room guy Raheem Morris is a great locker room guy and then you got the other coordinator you got Kevin who could be too I'm not going to say he's he's an absolute detriment but like he doesn't have to be you know what I mean like he doesn't have to be the guy right now in front of everybody he can just be the guy in the background but I'm not I'm not trying to write him off I'm I need to start sounding more positive is what I need to be because sounds he's going to be the coach now (laughs) but that's classic Claude yeah, now now you just got salty me for the next four months till whenever OTAs. But yeah, I I think it'll work out. I don't know. I I like an offensive mind. I mean, that's what we're getting now. So I'm good with it. We'll just we'll see. I, I it's it, it's the one guy I really didn't invest time in because I was really pumped on D'Amico Ryan's didn't happen. Really pumped on Harbaugh didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like oh shoot, I'm down to my last option. I know nothing about, but. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely see. I mean, the Vikings, I think they had a second interview with Raheem Morris. I'd be fine with O'Connell or Morris. I know we interviewed the uh, defensive coordinator for the Giants. I haven't done, I haven't looked at him enough to really make my decision on what, like, if he's the guy for this Vikings team. All I got to say it's the Giants. There's absolutely that's kind of where my head's at. I don't know this guy personally. I don't care to know this guy personally. He shouldn't have gotten an interview. <laughs> no way. Well, he did. So hopefully he's got I, two of them. For your sake, hopefully he's not the next head coach of the Vikings. Oh, you're really gonna like this show if we hire him. Really <laughs> gonna like this show. All right. Enough Vikings talk. We'll see what happens there. I'm just hoping to God it's either one of the Rams coordinators. A uh, little lighter note, we'll head over to the conference championships. Had a couple great games. Once again, scripted perfectly by the NFL. Bengals beat the Chiefs in overtime. Oh, and lot they lost the coin flip and they won in overtime. Very impressive. Bengals in the Super Bowl. Joe Shiesty, he's back. And then Burrow, so sick. He's so sick. And then on he's the other so side. Sick. Uh, Rams, Niners, that went down to the wire once again. Both of my picks didn't happen. So, Juan, I, I guess uh, you have you got one of two. So, and the winner of the two, by the way. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, had a couple of really good games. Joe Burrow, absolute animal. I think that's all I can come down to. Uh, that's that's basically it. I, I know we're not to this segment yet, and this isn't my official pick, but piece my mind to myself a little bit for not believing in Joey B. I, I can love see why, Joe Burrow though, the guy's coming off an of ACL, like second year in the league, didn't even finish his first, tore his ACL. Like, you don't know how he's going to come back. I, I, I'll I'm give still him disappointed in myself. You can't, you can't expect – if you're expecting the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl this year at the beginning of the season, you were on crack. That, yeah, no, <laughs> I would agree with that. But to be fair, I've picked them to win every playoff game since the playoffs have started. Okay. I picked them to win every game. I did pick them to win last week. You can ask 
you can ask my brother. You can ask whoever you want. Not that officially on, on Spunk Lake Sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Official testimony. The whole works. There you go. Yeah. No, I, I, I pick, I, I just love Joe Burrow. I think he is. And obviously stock on him is high right now. It's easy to say, oh, I thought he was going to be good. Oh, I thought this. Ever since he smoked a cigar in the locker room after winning a national championship in college. His name in. is engraved in football history forever. All in. All in. Bring it on. I think, but, yeah. actually, I know what the biggest takeaway of this game was. The biggest takeaway of this game was America wins because yes, yes, we, don't see, we don't see Jackson Mahomes in the Super Bowl doing TikTok dances. Or Brittany. Or Brittany. Brittany Mahomes. champagne over like all the last, fans. I don't think her last stuff. name changed. Matthews, uh, Brit- I think it is, or something like that. Yeah, Matt, there you go. For those listening, Brittany is Patrick Mahomes' wife who does TikToks with Patrick's brother, Jackson Mahomes. Who danced Quite on Sean Taylor's number in Washington? Who, who to, to sum it up quick, are both very annoying social media from a social media standpoint. Just yeah, like if you're on social obnoxious. media, they're like they you don't you see them all the time, but you don't want to. It just pops up all the time, and you're just like, who keeps giving these people this press? Yeah, well, welcome to 2022, but yeah, it. Yeah, it's just the Paul Brothers exhibit. Yeah, right. Well, there's quite the list on there too. Yeah, definitely. But it it was a win for America. I will say, you know, you someday in history we're gonna look back the miracle on ice. Um, miracle on ice. Pick, I, Jackson I Mahomes never being in a Super the, Bowl again. The women's national soccer team domination and the. Mahomes slash Patrick Mahomes' wife duo not making it to the Super Bowl in 2022 will all be listed on something together. Greatest American sports moments right there. It was. Yep. <laughs> I agree. That that wasn't the reason I wanted the Bengals to win, but it's a nice, it's a very, very it nice helps incentive. a lot. It yeah, just, definitely. I did not need to go on Twitter and just and I don't follow any of the Mahomes on Twitter, not that not mm. not that I hate them. I don't hate anyone. Not that I, I don't you, hate Patrick. I don't I don't hate anyone. Oh well, sure, yeah, I guess in, in that sense, yeah. But I mean, I do not need to see Jackson Mahomes doing this weird TikTok. Very uncomfortable too. They're always super. They always just make me ungodly uncomfortable. So Jackson Mahomes, you are retired for this season. We don't need to see you till see next you year. And I could not be happier. I mean, takeaways. Takeaways from the Rams Niners. We kind of predicted this. It was kind of, we, we kind of predicted it wasn't going to be a high scoring game, but Slug it was going to be close 17 to 20. Yeah. Matt it, Stafford finally gets back or finally gets his Super Bowl appearance playing in big games, just like he asked. Yeah. I, I could not be happier. That was my, my only emotion after that. I mean, obviously fun to pick a team preseason. And a comeback on be... top of that, too. Right. Being, being down the 17, nature of the seven. game too. Yeah. I, it, it was fun, fun to have my Super Bowl pick for a change, actually go to the Super Bowl. You know, that, that was kind of cool. Um, Awarding. but just Matthew Stafford, like if you're a football fan at all, watching the Vikings the last 10, 12 years, like you knew Matthew Stafford has the been struggle suffering this guy just has as gone much. Through. <laughs> it, it's been a battle. So, I mean, 
just happy for him to get Viking, Vikings fans going for once. have had some battles. Matt Stafford has battled every year of his career until now. Correct. Yeah, he's finally not, you know, going below 500 and getting run into the turf every week. So big ups for him, but very cool to see him play. It's it's the Super Bowl matchup we talked about last week where I obviously want the Rams to win to say I was right. Sure. But do I am I upset if the Bengals win? No. No. Not at all. Good for them. I, if anything. And a, a little little side note, like I saw people on Twitter this week saying that the Bengals beating the Chiefs is the worst thing to happen in the NFL because it takes so much flair off of the Super Bowl. Those I actually people think are not if, football. If somebody's fans. saying that. If somebody is saying that, they just don't get it because Joe Burrow and the Bengals making the Super Bowl is wild. It's dude. It is. It, I I, ha- I actually I watched the post game and even the news. Even even Fox Nine News after because I just could not compute that the Bengals were in the Super Bowl now. It does. It doesn't look right. You see the no. graphics on it. It doesn't. It looks like it's made up. It looks like your Madden franchise just. Yo, simulated I was just gonna so say, it looks out. like your Madden franchise. You did it. You got the Bengals to the Super Bowl. You got the Bengals to win a Super Bowl. Now shut yeah, it here and start the twenty twenty three season. Yeah, I. I think it's probably my favorite Super Bowl matchup. I mean, last year's was cool with Tom Brady. Tom it's Brady my Mahomes favorite that I can think of in recent memory. Favorite matchup. I mean, if seriously. Like, I mean, if you're I'm happy with about this team. matchup, you're not an actual football fan. If you're an actual right. football fan, you understand what this means, and you are pumped for Cincinnati because it's almost been 40 years since they made a Super Bowl. <laughs> and the thing about the Super Bowl. More for the Vikings, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Vikings are. We almost don't count these conversations. We almost don't count. But you think about uh, both of these teams, honestly, Stafford's kind of in a weird spot. The Rams are in a weird spot financially. The Bengals are so young. If if they don't develop, they're not getting back. If the Rams don't cover themselves financially, they're not getting. Neither of these teams are guaranteed to ever do this in the next couple of years. This this could be Especially a one. Especially how thing. stacked the AFC is now with quarterbacks. A hundred percent. Herbert, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow. Now, like you are just this. These are it's like a gauntlet. Mac Jones and the Patriots aren't going to get any worse. Like, no, not at all. Like, I mean it. It it's one of those things that just kind of drives me nuts. Like. I, I don't want to see the same two teams play every year. So, I mean, it's also coming from a, a fan of a team that never goes to the game. But, you know, you get the idea. It, it's fun. This is a great matchup. It's going to be awesome. I, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna uh, kind of like shout out Rob on this one, but not shout out at the same time. I don't I don't always want the best two teams to be in the no, I want I want the team that wants it. I want yeah. I want I don't want the two most talented teams to make it every year. I want who wants it. I yeah, want so, them playing. So you know what so exactly that. Like Rob was saying a couple episodes ago, according to him, we should have just taken who the Chiefs and the Packers and just made the Super Bowl out of that because isn't isn't he two best teams? Like no yeah, flukes. He's, he's two best teams. Give me all the talent. Well, so. the Bengals just showed they ran the table. They just beat three of the six best teams in the AFC. 
No, nope. aren't the Bengals? I, I never good? understood that take. I never understood that take. But I'm also probably more of a sports fan than eighty percent of eighty five percent more than Rob is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get, I'm doubling down. There. I'm tripling down. Yes. Fair enough. I hope Rob. <laughs> I hope Rob clips this and hears this and takes it to the grave with him. But yeah, I, I, and now I'm wondering. You know, it's also really hard for me to wrap my head around. The fact that Jimmy G has made a Super Bowl and an NFC championship with the 49ers and he's getting traded because they don't They're want gonna him. They're going to trade him. That's what's crazy. Not that my, my, like, I get it. His stats aren't crazy, but my right. mind just explodes at that. I don't, the Vikings I don't, had that. We signed that either. dude to a 12-year contract. Like, lock that yeah. mother effer up for life, dude. He made it to an too, NFC like... championship. In, and how long has he been there? Four years, maybe? Hasn't he played in two? Yeah, yeah. Hasn't he played in no yeah, one and one? Okay, I was gonna say two NFCs, but that Packer game wasn't the NFC. Or it was, but that was yeah, okay. I'm I'm on the right track here. Um yeah, I read that read through his past season. It's like what a what a bold choice by the Niners to break up that core. Just finished his fifth season with San Francisco. Man, that uh, those five years blew by. Holy and shit. And you're handing the keys to Trey Lance. This team just showed they were two or three plays away from going to the game, man. Granted, Jimmy G was a part of the two or three negative plays that sent him in the wrong direction. But do you think Trey Lance is making those plays next year? No, they're not, they're not in the same conversation as a team next year with Trey Lance. Not yet. I mean, I'm not going to say I'll, they never I'll could be. my again. words if he shows out next year and makes the Super Bowl. But if they don't make it to the playoffs next year, 49ers, come on. What are you doing? I... I don't, I don't know. I just, that is such a, such a bold choice. Like, oh, it's so hard though. Cause it's kind of, it's the Vikings, but better. Like your it's, team is, it's, not, yeah. maybe not they better literally have, they, they literally have Kirk cousins, but he actually wins the games. Yeah. I mean, they, they're just, they, again, they were a handful of plays in a game away from going to the Super Bowl. And if they win this game against the Bengals, like in terms of the the future matchup, you wouldn't think the Niners would be favored to win that one. Like they should have won if they would have won that game, they were favored to win the Super Bowl. Easily. And Easily. now they're going to trade, especially their with that defense and 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 the Bengals' really really bad offensive line too. They could have won the Super the whole Bowl. Key to this, and we're going to talk more about this next week. But Super Bowl picks, like both these teams in the NFC. As soon as you saw when you were in warm-ups or whatever that the Chiefs lost, you just lick your chops for this thing. That you get the Bengals offensive line. Like that is a heyday. Mm-hmm. So I would say yeah, same, it's just crazy. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see where Jimmy G ends up. I'm pretty pretty interested to see and in how he actually if he starts if he continues winning games. If he continues winning games, then he's pretty damn good. I mean, hey, it's a lot better than what played people an say. Championship game this year, so. All right, I'm kind of fired up, Klon. So we'll head into peace of my mind here. Probably, probably the best best way each week for myself, honestly. Not not only is it for you guys, and we're doing what we, what you guys want, but it's also for me too. We're Good helping each other session. out. So, Klon, do you got peace of my mind for this week? Oh, I got one. Um, maybe not. A, a crazy good one, but something, if you can follow me on this, it'll be all right. Um, 
couple friends and I were up in Fargo, North Dakota this weekend, uh, visiting some bars around the area. Shout out Fargo. Shout out Shout Kenny. Out Shout out Perry. Mike. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, um, buddy. So we were up in Fargo for the weekend, but, and I've been there a few times before, but maybe not this particular bar we were in. I don't remember the name even, so don't, don't ask me the details, but they had full black blackjack tables, full slot machines, um, this game called pig wheel, which, uh, my buddy, Kenny, that and sounds familiar, buddy, actually. And then that bar sounds familiar. It, it, I think the name was bar down. I might be wrong. Bar down in Fargo. Shout out them free ad. Great place. It was really fun. We watched the wild and Timberwolves up there. It was awesome. But they had this game called pig wheel, which is a weird version of roulette is kind of how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, really fun. So my piece of my mind this week goes to the state of Minnesota and and reasoning is why can we not gamble in the bars? Let why the people gamble in the bars. In the bar? Why can't I play a slot machine in the bar? We can play E-tabs. We can play pull tabs in, in Minnesota bars. For those of you that are familiar, really well, worthless games in my opinion. I hate but pull tabs, man. State of Minnesota, let's have some fun here, huh? Open it's it up. The fundraising. Legal, and this isn't just a legalized one, bar gambling, one, legalized gamble, fun fireworks, legalized weed. Come on, let's catch up. Sure. Here. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, to the point, like, sure, that stuff is fun. The fundraising opportunities here are pretty sweet. And you try telling somebody, hey, you can play $20 on uh, full tabs, a.k.a. cardboard crack, or you can play $20 on blackjack. And that $20 goes to the youth baseball team in town. Ooh. That's a pretty sweet deal. Like, that's kind of fun. Who not... loses? Right. Well, probably the I mean, guy. It, who bets, I'm sure it's but... not a $20 total donation to the baseball team, but you know what I mean? A great percentage of that's going to go. Yeah. Or a certain and it's percentage. probably a tax write off for them, too. So, <laughs> yeah, you're going to start <laughs> cut, tallying up a receipt. But yeah, I mean, state of Minnesota, let's just get with it. Let's just start doing some fun things. We can make a lot of us don't have a lot of money i'd say but we have money that we would spend for yeah you can legalize just legalize it and then tax the shit out of it so you get a bunch of money from it right nothing nothing wrong there so peace Uh, my mind minnesota figure it out let's have a good time at the bars fargo north dakota you do it right let's just do that fair enough fair enough my peace my mind go this week just goes out to like just janky cars in general or just like Things that just go wrong with your car that just shouldn't happen. Like to learn these last few weeks, I've been having trouble starting my car and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? It's got to be the battery because it's struggling to start up. I had it jumped and it kept struggling to start up. Then it died again. And I'm like, all right, what the hell's going on here? Because last time I got it checked out, they said the battery was fine. You know, they have one of those stickers that they put on your windshield. They mark off like tires, battery, and oil or whatever. Yeah, like, right. They did 27 point checks, whatever they do. Yeah. Yeah. They had a green checkbox checked for my battery. Well, lo and behold, I pull it out after just struggling so much. And there's freaking acid just layered, battery acid just layered all over the bottom of it when you know, a month ago they said it was fine. It's not negative 30 here. So what the hell is going on? Like, can we, can we just, can things just work? Peace of my mind bit, goes uh, goes out to things that should work that don't. by all means, but just don't. <laughs> and something happens and you just can't control it. And I hate that I can't control. Well, I 
yes, I can control. I can control it because it just happened. I can control Ran- getting the a new random battery, incidents. which I have. Yeah, where you're not planning for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. The stuff you're just not, you don't see coming. And it just kind of, it's not like, oh, this is going to break pretty soon. I should fix it. But it's just, oh, this thing was working fine. And it just ceased no. to work fine. You know, now, now if we re- you initially started this Yas by saying your car wasn't starting well. And I thought to myself, like, yeah, dude, it's like minus 20 here. But it gets cold. But yeah, it turns out that you're not in the same. Turns out I live in Arizona. The country. Who would have thought? That took a second there. (laughs) That was not my best. Oh, this is so frustrating at this point. Like, now I have to clean up the battery acid. I would probably get that checked out. Special way to do it so I don't burn my hands or get fucking cancer from the fumes. And it's just this big, ridiculous crap going on. I was going to say, don't go digging in there. Don't go just digging around there. But yeah. Yeah, I would get that check. Yeah, I've doused doused the battery in baking soda. Shout out Google Free Ad. Thank you for telling me that. But I have yet to clean it up now that I think about it. <laughs> I don't think Google's gonna care. Yeah, what Google's a free gonna need the free ad, but I respect it. <laughs> Google, here's your free ad. Pretty sure our listeners have never heard of Google. So those of you that don't know what Google is, no, I'm just kidding. You but can find the answers to things on there. <laughs> you can Google what Google is. Figure yeah. it out. All right, Klon, do you want to take a break or do you want to run it through? It's up to you, boss. I can, I can, I can keep running. We're tuned up. I'm fired up. I'm up for whatever. Let, let, let the showrunner decide. All right. Let's take a quick break here. I actually have to piss. So when we come back, we'll be discussing Wolves Wild, random Minnesota athlete, and that'll be episode 19. So stick around. Don't miss it. Ever. All right, we are back. Spunk Lake Sports, episode 19. I am relieved, and we're back. So, we got a big couple. We had a big last four games here for the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, playing the Warriors, Suns, Jazz, and Nuggets. I said, best case scenario, we kind of come out of there three and one. Ideally, we come out of there two and two, which we actually did. Uh, Played a really close game with the Warriors, fought well the entire game, lost that one by nine. Lost by 10 to Phoenix, actually a pretty decently fought game. You could tell D'Angelo Russell was not playing. Then we handled the Jazz without Go Gobert and uh, Mitchell and the Nuggets as well. Absolutely creamed the Nuggets last night without D'Angelo Russell again. So it's looking good. It's looking good. Minnesota Timberwolves, your Minnesota Timberwolves are now seventh in the standings. A 26 and 25 record. Yes, you heard that right. An above 500 record past the month of February. Can you believe it? Klon, can you believe it? <laughs> I mean, I can. I, I know where you're going with that. Like we should, I mean, we should be not. right here. We idea. I mean, my expectations throughout the season. Okay. Well, expectations and reality are different, but For you, yes. My expectations were to be a 500 team, but with the talent on this roster, I saw at least 10 games above 500. But just knowing it's the Timberwolves and what I've dealt with my entire life, just give them a 500 record and I'll be happy. <laughs> well, and this is, yes, I give you that. Like, I think this team should be above 500, just given given the roster. But like you and I talked about before the show, like the Wolves can't get a full roster for a game, it seems like, ever. 
it's it's and that, that's kind of all the nba operates now i mean very rarely do you see superstars all i mean whatever caliber player you want to call these guys all-stars superstars whatever very rarely do you see them play multiple games on the road in a row or anything like that so i mean yeah we've been banged up but even still would it be happening probably not yeah so. that's true I mean, even before this, this game, before the game with the Nuggets, we were previously on a four, four game road trip. So, I mean, pretty decently fought out for, for that, especially with the caliber of teams they were working with, with like the Warriors, Suns, Jazz, even the Trailblazers are still pretty nice right now, even though they're pretty low in the standings without Damian Lillard, but they have a couple real nice guys that kept them in that game. But I think we're kind of seeing Pat, the 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 Pat Bev experience. He's had a prior history of injuries, and I think it's just dragging into this year now. I don't like it, but I know he's really like needed on the court, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, because we definitely need a guy like that. But at the same time, this team's playing really well. Like, yeah, expecting this this far in the season, I wouldn't have. If you would have told me the Wolves were 11th in offense and 11th in defense in the entire league. I would have probably probably would have stripped down and went streaking down Scottsdale Road. You, that wouldn't have shocked. That wouldn't shock me for a second. <laughs> um, it's they're at least they're fun to watch too. Like this isn't a team that's gonna roll over. Like, I was I've expected I've expected the Wolves to roll over during so many of these games and they actually haven't. So shout out Chris Finch right. for that. I think I shout out Chris Finch every single episode at this I point. I think you do. Good. I think you're on a you're on like a 19 for 19 streak at this good, point. But good lord, thank you for bringing us this guy. He's just so cool, calm, and collective in pretty much every situation, unless he's getting a T, which it's warranted because it was a then really bad is. call. Yeah. No, I I think with the Wolves, like the biggest thing. In, in, I mean, obviously, there's been big wins before that, I mean, not going to try to compare to other teams, but just for what I'm seeing from this team, it just feels, how do I want to put it? We're never out of any game. Yes. Where, where in past years, you know, going into Phoenix, like last Friday night, you could have written off 10 of the last 11 Timberwolves teams. For to have absolutely no chance in that game, easily 30 40 not, point loss. We're looking at, and not that this Timberwolves team should have been favored to win that game, and not that any team in the NBA should be favored to win that game in Phoenix. They're absolutely steamrolling people right now, but just they're on like the their com- third 10 game win streak of the year, yeah. Second, I, it second feels or like third 10 on, game win streak that's ridiculous. It feels like they're setting a franchise record for wins in a row every other week or whatever, but it, it was fun to see a team. Although the defense wasn't great, there was offense everywhere. Injuries and yeah, and I just mean, playing a exactly really good that. team. Like we're not totally we're not manned up necessarily, and just to hold serve at least and not get run over. I know that sounds like such a wishy wash part- participation trophy, but to me that means something. So I mean, I'm good with it. Like it was. <laughs> I, part- it was I hate participation trophies, but for the Wolves, I can give an exception because they've been so unbelievably bad my entire life. I mean, I just think I think if you're going to call it a particip- and this is a very very detailed point, but if you're going to call that game a participation trophy, like oh hey, good for you, 
98% of the NBA is going to get a participation trophy there. Fair enough. There's not many teams in the world right now that are going to walk into Phoenix and give them a game. Yeah, I would. I would. I couldn't agree more. I mean, there, watching there can't any, be more than two or three teams. I watched teams them last night, and it's just like Devin Booker can make any shot at literally any time. He like, gets going. He's Clay Thompson on Clay a Thompson. very, very good night for Clay Thompson. That is. Yeah. He's really Agreed. good. Agreed. And I would, I think the only thing holding back this Timberwolves team is really themselves at this point. Yeah. Everything. I, is I, there. I, I 100% Coach, agree with you. Coaches there, players are there. I think the mindset of winning isn't quite there yet. How many times have we been over 500 this year and haven't stayed over 500? And then we dropped Why are we satisfied with 500? Why do we get so pumped up being above 500? Why don't we just rattle off like three, four more winnable games and then never see 500 again and just be an above 500 team for the rest of the season? Why aren't we striving? It just, I know there's still plenty of season left, but it's, it's really wearing on me. Like, do you guys want to make the jump or do you guys want to stay 500? We went from bad to average. Now we need to go from average to respectable and then respectable to a contender. And we're, we're hopefully stalling doesn't take as long for these next steps. Cause these first couple have been unbearable. So yeah, these first, yeah, these first up. couple are definitely the longest, maybe like 15 years worth. You're probably right. That's true. But if they just get it together, my God, like this is such a dangerous team when everyone's, when the bench is on, we don't lose. If Jalen Noel, well, we scored what 49 bench points last night. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane. That is That's a and, huge number in the NBA. That's incredible. Like everyone was contributing to at that point. And then Jared Vanderbilt, once again, 18 points, nine rebounds. Like this guy's so good. And he's actually something I've seen his, his game grew. His game is growing during the season at the beginning of the season. When he got an offensive rebound, he was dribbling out and kicking it back out, gets an offensive rebound right now. He puts the ball on the floor, takes it up strong, and gets a two-foot lay-in. Like, the confidence with that guy is going through the roof, and I just, for a team like this, like, you just you just need a guy like that who hustles every play. I think there's probably three or four guys on the Timberwolves roster you could say that it's literally just True. A, a matter of yeah. confidence. Shout-out Torian Prince, too. Nine rebounds, 23 points last night. That is Great a game. See, like, that's what I'm saying. If you got Jalen Noel, Torian Prince, Jaden McDaniels, when he starts coming off the bench, those guys play consistent, solid minutes. And even Nas Reed at this point, this team is super good. It's just the consistency we're missing. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and like you kind of hit on, I I think a lot of that is is straight, pure confidence. Take a guy like Jalen Noel, you take a guy, I mean, even Jared Vanderbilt is still a guy where, like, get confident just do these things dude you're you're the most athletic guy out here like the only guy so i have against that is malik guys Beasley. he's too so. con- he's almost too confident at this point I, I mean but in a way i'm okay with that i i almost want people to be too confident i would prefer too confident over too passive yeah, you can pull back sure. confidence you can't create confidence for a lot of these guys especially at that level I, i'm good with that that's fine. Let, let these guys airball a three or something when they've made three in a row. Like, whatever. I mean, I'm good with that. that. That's the kind of thing the Timberwolves need right now. We need that absolute 
just game breaking ability from all these players. Just I think we have a few more shots go down. Yeah, that's a few more shots from Malik go down. Like I'm I have no complaints about the guy, but that's that's what he's here for. He's here to hit threes at a high clip, which he hasn't really done this year. He's been a career 40% three point shooter. So I don't want it's been a really disappointment so far this year. it's been a real drug out season for Malik Beasley. We we we're waiting every single game for this guy to stay consistent with his shot. Like he has been pretty much his entire career. And when yeah. you watch him shoot the ball, he squares up same form. Every time it looks like it's all, it looks like it's going in every single time, but it just clanks. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's all shooters. It's shooting, touch, baby. It's shooting to a touch. point. I mean, Steph Curry just had his worst month as an NBA player in five years. Like, fair enough. It, it happens. Yeah, but, but that's a month. This is the entire season we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, I guess Malik and Steph in the same conversation is absolutely insane. But, <laughs> um, I mean, technically not, since they're both top five and three pointers made this year. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm not that big of an idiot, but um, now I, I would chalk up Malik to be the biggest disappointment of the season so far for the wolves i just think what he was tracking to he be was two just supposed to be the bench guy that now. always delivers for us that that's or like 85 percent of the time he's the guy that delivers when we need it and he hits a couple big threes here and there but not really the production we want to see like because he has potential six man of the year ability if he start if he hits 40 percent oh. that's six man of the year ability Especially yeah. with the especially with the quantity of shots he takes, he'd be scoring like twenty. It comes in volume, folks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Comes in bulk. So we'll see what happens throughout the rest of the season here. Wolves got kind of a break, but you know how that goes for teams like this. Two games for two straight games versus the Pistons tomorrow and Sunday, and then two straight games versus the Kings Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. So if we get those taken care of as we should, hopefully. Best case, best case scenario, we come out 4-0 on that. I hopefully at least three and one. These are yeah. really, I mean, these teams have nothing left. And the Pistons it's, are obviously tanking. We knew that from the start. Yeah. But the Kings are just in shambles. Been saying it for a couple of years. If the Wolves want to be the team, quote unquote, they think they are. Three Emphasis and one is on the minimum think. here. Four and zero is expected. Four and zero is expected here. Couldn't agree more. Schedule kind of eases up even after that, too. So this is going to be a big stretch of games, a big get it, get the job done type of games for the Wolves coming up here. So hopefully, hopefully next show, we're not at 500 or below again. <laughs> next episode. Yeah, if we're having a conversation about this next episode, we're in, we're in severe trouble about 500, but <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah, moving on to the second Minnesota team in season here. Your Minnesota Wild now on a five-game win streak. How about that? 57 points in the Western Conference Central Division. Uh, they're actually tied with St. Louis at number three right now for 57 points. However, the Wild have the least amount of games played uh, in the Western Conference so they still have those four games to gain extra points on these teams. Uh, Klon, you like where you're sitting right now? That's the beauty of the NHL is we can't calculate just wins and losses because there's four games to play. Or I guess technically, quote-unquote, the Wild have four games in hand. Um, 
scoring points like that is is obviously the benefit here. The Wild haven't lost a game in regulation since the Winter Classic. So shout out Carter and I for for starting this. I'll I'll take the credit there. Shout out um, Carter. While they're playing well, got the All Star break coming up this weekend. Get it. Get a little reset. They actually. Uh, dropped the puck here in about 15 minutes against the Blackhawks in Chicago for their last game before break. Hopefully just put a beat down on them. Let's get out of there. Complete waste of our time, hopefully. But um, 24 yeah, I mean, goals during is... this five-game win streak, by the way. What's that? I, I couldn't – you kind of cut out there. Repeat that. 24 goals during this five-game win streak. Yeah, it's coming in bunches. I mean, they've they put up over five a couple times there. So, so some a lot of positive – I mean, obviously the win streaks are fun, but uh, in a situation right now where I think this, this break is needed as crazy as it sounds during a win streak, almost need a break just to get everybody back on the ice, everybody back to healthy. Felino's been banged up. Dumbo was banged up. Talbot was banged up. I mean, Brodine's just getting back. Erickson Eck, Spurgeon. There's a lot of dudes here that are just hit and miss a little bit, all with some, some goofy things. Get everybody back on the ice. Let's get back to to, to full full strength and really Man, come that makes out. it even look even that, that makes it look even better than missing all those guys at this point. And we're still being the team we've been all season, right? We just had one big slip up uh, prior to the Winter Classic, but that was during all that COVID stuff. Like yeah, everyone we were- was sitting out, everyone was missing players. It's just the luck of the draw at that point. You're right. flipping a coin. Who's going to win those games? So, but besides that's pretty much slip up earlier in the season, this wild team has stayed pretty consistent, score a lot of goals, give up a few here and there, you know, like they have good games behind the net and some really bad games, but that does get covered up by our offense. It does. I mean, we can, sc- we can score on anybody at any point. Like that's never going to be a problem. Um, I think Talbot's going to Talbot isn't a hundred percent yet. I mean, I, I haven't heard yet if he's going to actually participate in the All-Star game stuff this weekend. I know he's starting tonight, but so I would imagine he's going to he's going to participate in all of the the, all, the All-Star festivities. Um but just getting him back going on a roll again. He hasn't goaltended much the last few weeks. Kakinen's been fine and actually putting up really good numbers, but just as a whole getting Brodeen, Eric Snack, those big guys in there that really play some defense for him are really strong on the defensive end. Will be nice to get them back to healthy and go from there. So, yeah, Brody. Hopefully, just get back to one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. The, there's a a line: Marcus Foligno, Jordan Greenway, and Yule Erickson Eck. When those three are on the ice, they have not been scored on in a five on five situation yet this season. My God! So My God. we have some clamps on defense that we can use. We just got to get everybody back, and you know, hopefully, come out next Tuesday night. At full strength, and hopefully Kirill goes out this weekend, puts on an absolute show at the All Star Weekend skills competition. He's participating in three on three tournament. Never forget. Do you remember that? I think it was it was some Kings player, Brad Daughtry or something, that said some Doherty. some about Caprizov's Doherty, country yeah. contract. Yeah, he said said Kirill only played in what was it fifty one, some games, like, not worth an extension. Yeah, how much million for one year? Not worth it, type of thing. As oh. as Kirill's leading our team in assists and is up what top three in goals, 
and absolutely lights up the LA Kings every time we play them. It, it's just poetic justice every time because Kirill just crushes them. A silent killer. All right, well, let's round out the show, Klon, with everyone's favorite topic, and I know, and I, and I heard yours before the show. Random Minnesota athlete. I know you got a good one. I got a good one. I, I'm excited about this one. I actually can't believe we haven't done this guy yet. Um, so because it hurts too much. Yeah, I mean, it brings up some dark times, but <laughs> getting off the baseball trend, I know we've been hitting some twins here lately. My Minnesota random athlete of the week is Al Jefferson. Big Al Big in the middle Al. for the Bulls. Consistent five-man. I mean, I guess consistent. Your prototypical NBA 2008 center. Just big, immobile, great post game. One of the last of, of the old-time centers, I would say. One of the last, to be honest with you. Um, big Al broke in with the Boston Celtics in 2004 um, as age 20 season. He played three years there. He was a part of the KG deal, I believe. That was, that was a KG yes, swap, correct? It, yes, yeah. it was the KG deal. KG yep. deal. He came over when we traded Kevin Garnett to Boston. Got we Gerald got Al Green. Jefferson. Um, he actually he only spent three three seasons with the Wolves from 2007 and he departed the team in 2010. I was shocked by that. I would have guessed he was here for like seven to 10 years. Uh, we I, drafted, drafted love and we were just absolutely terrible at the time. So I'm sure we he played, just said, he played one year with Kevin then, right? Kevin's rookie year was Al's last year. I'd have to confirm that. Okay. You look, exactly keep reading the stats. Anyway, he was here for three years in Minnesota. Um, his best season being, let me, let me crunch my numbers here again. His best season. 2008. Probably being, so he played two seasons with Kevin okay. Love. Yep. Okay. So that sounds about right. Cause that's kind of that transition period then, but yeah, his best season with the wolves would have been his first year. Actually, he played in all 82 games of that NBA season. I was just talking about how that's never going to happen again. Uh, it turns out Al Jefferson did it. Um, he averaged that year, 21 points. A solid block and a half per game. Just a brute. He averaged about 10 rebounds. Actually, a little bit over 10 rebounds a game and actually almost two assists. So, pretty solid run there with the Wolves. He put up pretty similar numbers his three years here. Nothing nothing too shabby. Um, Missed some games due to injury his second year. We then shipped him off to Utah. He spent some time there. Then Charlotte and then Indy. Um, Tried playing in China in 2018. Didn't make it. No stats recorded that I can find. Um, but yeah, Al Jefferson, his career scene. I think in 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 Minnesota in those middle middle two thousands years, your career counts in dog years. So Al Jefferson, twenty year vet of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hats off yeah. to you. You were only here for three. It felt like twenty. <laughs> um, but yeah, good 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 going by him. I just looked up the 2008 Tim, Minnesota Timberwolves roster. I have never seen something so abysmal uh, in my entire life. I almost don't want. I almost don't want to ask. Kelvin Booth, Corey Brewer, Bobby Brown, Brian Cardinal, Rodney Carney, Jason Collins, Randy Foy, Ryan Gomes. Dude, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to finish this. You might have Mike to. Miller, Sebastian Telfair, Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Mark Madsen, Rashad McCants, Kevin Ollie, the former UConn head coach. I had no idea. Craig Smith. Oh my God, he was on that team. Yeah, 
Craig Smith, no Shabat, Sebastian Telfair, and Sheldon Williams. That's an 0-82 season. Whew. Hey, Randy Foy was a dog. He's nice. He's not too bad. I liked it. I liked him, him with the, the Wolves. Burner for a future random athlete, but absolute dog. Oh my god! Wow, I can't stop thinking about the dark years those Timberwolves teams. I'm going to switch it over to my random Minnesota. Yeah, athlete. take us away from there. Take us away. <laughs> this might be the biggest fan favorite in the least amount of years. Actually, hundred percent per I, I game would say the, might be most fan favorite. I agree with you. Com- competing with Brett Favre for least amount of time, but biggest fan favorite of any Minnesota team ever. If anyone can guess it, Jim Tomey, Jim Thome, the big old uh, his batting stance, everything. He played only, it looks like a season and a half. So only like 179 games he played with uh, the Minnesota Twins. And this guy, he, I can't remember what age he was at the time, but he's he's got to be pushing 40. He's 51 right now. Yeah, he was pushing 40 at the time. So in a year and a half, he had 37 home runs with us, 99 RBIs, 266 average. Like, Old man could do it, man. And and I was at the game when he hit the flagpole too. You almost get like a a, a brownie point for that or something. That, that's kind of impressive that you were there. That's a fun. I little, was there. Fun little, not like a meaningful game, maybe in a way, but like. But it's it's like a, a Minnesota sports moment that no one. Yeah. Forgets. Hey, you remember that? Some remember the cool. Jason Kubel grand slam off of Mario Mariano Rivera? Hey, remember that one time Jim Tomey hit the flagpole because it was such a bomb? Yeah. That really unique thing that we all remember for whatever reason, but yeah. Because that's all we got. We don't got any championships to show for it. We take yeah, the yeah, little things. We, we take in the little things and appreciate those because we're humble people. We just, hey, yeah. Positives are positives. We take them any way we get them. <laughs> positives are positives. Well, that'll round out episode 19 of Spunk Lake Sports. For me, Austin Schindler, quick mullet update. It's large. Haven't got the mullet cut yet, but hair is there. Klon, do you have any last words? I'm going to go on a limb um, on my end here for this update. Mine's bad. It's not. It's just, it's not. It's gross. It's not going to be good, folks. Um, It's like that. My my hair looks like the head of a mop. Like you could just put a stick on top of my head and just like pull off the the mop on my head. Yeah, no, I I can relate. I I I feel oh it's bad. Oh, it's really bad. But final words, Vikings. I said this last week. Do not mess this up. Do not screw it up. You're not helping things at the moment, but do not mess this up. Just do the right thing. Make the right decision. Throw the fastball in the middle. Let's get out of here. Make it easy. Please. Please. That'll do it. Spunk Lake Sports for me and Klon. We appreciate y'all. Minnesota Vikings, do the right thing. We'll catch you back next week with hopefully some better news. Take care, guys.